You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. We did it. We made it to 100 episodes. Awesome. What should we do to celebrate? Hmm, I'll light a firework that when it blows up, it spells out seriously curious. Whoa, beautiful. I'm going to get a giant cake. Wheel it in here and then have a dinosaur pop out. It's even got a hat on. Well, I'm going to have a dance party with 100 cats and 100 dogs, and they're all going to get along. Is that cat doing the robot? Awesome. Well, I'm going to celebrate by giving you this gift. Aw, thanks. And inside it is 100 high fives. Wow, that is so cool. There's so many of them. One for every episode of Brains On. Well, this could take a while. Keep listening. I have a callus on my hand from all those high fives, but man, I feel like a rock star after that. Okay, you're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Isa Camargo from Orlando, Florida. Hi, Isa. Hi, Molly. So, we've asked you to host this episode because you've sent us a lot of questions. Not quite 100 questions, but a lot. Do you remember any of them? Well, I don't remember a lot of them because I sent so many, but I do remember three. Um, What is the biggest constellation in the sky? Um, Why do people use makeup? And is there really a point for pinky toes? (laughs) Those are all really, really good questions. So do you like being super curious or is it sometimes frustrating? Well, kind of both. I like being curious because I'm wondering like 24-7. But I don't like being curious because, like, once I ask one question, I want to know another and another. And I think you get the point of, like, what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So do you know what you want to do when you grow up to put all of this amazing curiosity to use? I've always wanted to be an astronomer because science and space is super cool and interesting. That is super cool. Is there a specific thing about space that is kind of your favorite thing to think about? Um, black holes. Oh. What, what is your favorite fact about black holes? Um, how, like, the gravitational pull is so strong, even light can't escape. Well, Issa, I think you are the perfect host for our 100th episode because we're going to focus all of our curiosity on just that. The number 100. It's a pretty popular number. 100 pennies in a dollar. 100 yards in a football field. There are 100 centimeters in a meter. And 100 years in a century. When you give your all, it's 100%. And water boils at 100 degrees Celsius. You see the number 100 everywhere, but why? We called Rafael Nunez earlier this week to ask him. He's a cognitive scientist at University of California, San Diego. Isabella. Okay, hi, my name is Rafael. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you? Um, I live in Orlando, Florida, and I'm in my... Um, dining room right now. Well, I'm at the, on the other side of the U.S., in San Diego, California. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Why do people think the number 100 is so important? Oh, okay. Well, can I ask you a question back to you? Who's people for you there? Um, well, just basically like everyone on the 
like at my school because we celebrate the 100th day of school a lot and everyone's like oh happy 100th day of school and i'm like why are you so excited about the number 100 <laughs> i see yeah that's a good question uh, well you see we people we humans we love to have milestones we're very good at it many many cultures you know milestones of all sorts are marked with kind of important events, important parties, important celebrations, important rituals, and so on. Um, what is a milestone? Yeah, that's a very good question. Thanks for, for asking me. So they used to be done on stone on the side of the road saying, okay, here is the mile 20 or whatever. So you know where you are. This is before GPS, before cell phones, and so on. So it was very important for people to get oriented. So we use it metaphorically sometimes to say some days are very important, like a birthday party or like uh, some holidays or graduation day and so on. So those are kind of metaphorically now referred to milestones as when we talked originally in the past as marking some distance on the road when you were traveling from one place to another. So in our Western culture, numbers are very important. We use them for everything, for money, for paying, for measuring time, for uh, you know, measuring temperature, and, and we talk about that all the time. Sometimes we have milestones that involve numbers. So, for example, the NFL, the Super Bowl 50, there was a huge, huge event much bigger than the other Super Bowls because it was 50, 5-0. So then you say, well, why didn't they do that for this Super Bowl? Well, because it was 52, <laughs> you know? So 50 looks like a, an important milestone. So then the question, well, what's in common between 50, in the case of the Super Bowl there, or 100? Well, they have in common that they sort of count in tens. Now, we may want to know why is 10 important, right? Or why is 5 important? It may have to do a little bit with the fact that our anatomy, you know, we are animals with upper limbs and lower limbs, so arms and legs. So each one has five toes or five fingers. So in the upper limbs, the hands, we have a total of 10 fingers. So when we manipulate objects and when we, you know, imagine in the old times uh, in human evolution, people cooking or people, you know, preparing fire or doing preparing tools and so on, always manipulating objects with this 10 fingers in front of them. And, and so it could be that this is in part of why we are so prone to gather things in groups of tens or groups of five. And actually, the, in English, the word five comes from fist, which is like, a, you know, five fingers in, in one hand. So it's, it, has, it has kind of a very prominent presence, the five and the tens, and then if you count groups of tens in fives and tens, then you start to get hundreds and fifties and so on. I know people think that the number 100 is important, but is the number 100 important? Well, as I was saying, it is. it becomes important when we call it to be important. <laughs> Marking the end, for example, of all those numbers that you write with, in our system at least, with two digits. You get to 98, so a 9 and an 8, and then 9 and a 9, and then boom, you start like a new, a new type of number, which now would have three digits, 100, zero, zero, and then you go 101, 102, 103, and so on. So these, these are, in a certain way, cultural, you know, cultural picks based on the fact that we like to mark labels and milestones, and also we have a notation that supports that. It kind of makes it more visible that 100 is 
something qualitatively different from 99 and 101. That's so cool. Do other cultures celebrate the number 100? If not, do they celebrate a different number like 1000? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question too. It's like in other cultures, for example, they don't even have numbers around 10. A hundred is the way we designate very precisely a certain type of quantity that in other cultures may be just something like many or a lot. So many cultures just work like that. That's all they need until not so long ago in human history before uh, some groups invented writing. Um, probably a lot of the quantities were just referred as that. So in that sense, the idea of a hundred being precise and important and so on didn't even exist. Thank you. All right. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Thank you. When it comes to the number 100, there's a lot to wrap your head around. That's something one of our old friends is learning the hard way. Let's hear about it. This is the tale of Gungador versus 100. Meet Gungador. Hello, it me, Mightiest in Land. He was trained from birth to battle monsters for a sport called Most Epic Fighting Battleground. And he was so good, too. That's Monster Master, Gungador's trainer. They were unstoppable until one fateful match against a sound wave. Hear the battle in Brains on Piano episode! After Gungador's defeat, he decided to quit fighting and go back to school to study dance. A ridiculous idea, if you ask me. But no one asked you. Now, Gungador is about to finish high school and apply for the dance program at Juilliard. But one thing stands in his way. Math class. All right, class. See you tomorrow. Oh, hey, uh, Gungador, do you got a minute? Gungador has all the minutes! Yeah, great. Okay, look, I know you've been trying, but your math grade is still too low for me to pass you this semester. But Gungador must pass! Gungador need diploma for college! I know, I know this means a lot to you. So here's what I'm proposing. I'm going to give you a special extra credit assignment, and if you ace it and keep your grades up, I'll pass you. But if you fail, I'm sorry. Give Gungador a chance! Gungador will conquer extra credit, just like Gungador conquered Vomit Vixen and Dragonface in many battles. What's a Vomit vi- You know what? I don't care. Here's your assignment. I want you to find a way to add up all the numbers between 1 and 100 in your head. No paper, no calculator. I'll give you two days to figure it out, and you tell me how you did it. Sound fair? Challenge accepted! Where'd that music come from? One plus two plus three is six! Pow! Four plus five is nine! Add nine and six to get fifteen! Fifteen plus seven and eight is... Wait, did Gungador forget six? Gungador confused! Starting over! One plus two is three! Okay, okay, okay. Think on it, Gungador. You've got until Friday. Good luck! Thank you, Mighty Master of Math! Uh, it's Miss Brown? And you're welcome. Now at 14 and 15? And you get... Wait, did Gungador forget 13? Ah! Starting over. 
One plus two is three. Hey, Gungador, what's with the counting? Hi, Kylie. Gungador must add up all numbers between one and 100 in head to pass math. Yikes, sounds tough. Yes, harder than doing double kick karate chop knee jab combo. Uh, is that a fighting thing? Yeah, that life over now. Well, I'm sure you'll solve that math problem. Oh, and look what I brought. It's our costumes for the talent show Friday. Check it out. Wow, costume is perfect. You don't think this is too many sequins, do you? Gungador needs all the sequins. Gungador dances to show world how Gungador feels inside. Shiny costume, part of that. Cool, I agree. Hey, look. It's that weirdo Kylie with her freak friend, Gungadork. Ha! <laughs> Good one, Kevin. No, I'm Gungador! Masher of faces, crusher of kidneys, defeater of the hordes of dog breath, and conqueror of the realm of Blurg. Do you always talk like that? More like Gungabore. Oh, snap! Am I right? Up top. Yeah, dude, what weirdos. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's go write the word butts inside library books. Later, losers. Smell you later. <laughs> Just ignore them, Gungador. They're insecure brats. Gungador, please report to the principal's office. That's weird. Are you in trouble? No idea. Well, I'll see you in English. Later. Are you Gungador? Mightiest in land, yes. This call is for you. Call? Who could it- Hey, gungy old pal. It's me, your dear friend, Monster Master. <laughs> you remember me, right? We used to fight other monsters together. Gungador remembers. Sorry to interrupt your, uh, preschool or whatever. High school. Sure, that. Anyway, I was calling to see if you're ready to come back and fight for me. Battles just aren't the same without you. None of my other monsters come close to your skill and strength. Gungador done fighting. Student now and soon world famous dancer. Dancing? What a Gunga snore. You are meant for epic battles and beating the pulp out of your enemies. Dancing is for graceful creatures. Gungador is graceful. Yeah, right. You'll see. You were born to fight. You can't escape it. You'll fail at dancing. You'll fail at school. And then you'll come begging me to take you back. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. No! Monster Master is wrong. Gungador can dance. Gungador can graduate. Gungador just needs to solve math problem. You done? Yes. Then chop chop with the pep talk and get to class. Sorry. Five more laps, people. And, uh, whatever you are, Gungador. Okay, what if Gungador starts at 100 and adds backwards? 100 plus 99 is 199. 199 plus 98 is... Why is problem so hard? Hey, look, dummy door. Not now, Kevin. Gungador trying to concentrate. On what? Not tripping over your giant feet while you run? <laughs> Good luck. No! Concentrate on math! Here's a problem for you. What do you get when you take away 100 from 100? Uh, zero? What a coincidence. That's like your IQ, right? <laughs> uh, Gungador not need this now. Gungador toss Kevin. What? Let go of me, you freak. <laughs> Kevin go bye-bye. Please don't throw me. I'm sorry I'm such a jerk. 
raging hormones combined with unresolved childhood issues make me insufferable. Gungador, put Kevin down. You just got detention, buddy. Oh, no! Hey, Gungador, why is your tray empty? Are you not eating? Gungador almost tossed Kevin! Have detention today! Feeling bad, not hungry! Sorry, pal, but he probably deserved it. Look, we can always move our dance rehearsal to later this evening when you get out. Maybe Gungador's skip rehearsal! But the talent show is tomorrow. We need to polish our leaps and high kicks. What is point? Gungador can't solve 100 problem. Gungador going to fail math. Gungador is dumb and not graceful. Just like Kevin and Monster Master say. No, you're not traditionally graceful. But no one moves like you. Forget it. Gungador done with school. Done with dancing. <laughs> Gungador is just dumb fighter. Goodbye, Kylie. Don't say that. I don't want to dance without you. Gungador, come back. Gungador, Gungador. Will Kylie and Gungador get to show off their sequence at the talent show? Will Gungador solve his math problem? Will Kevin and Monster Master ever grow up? Keep listening. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I know. We are going to hear how it all turns out in just a bit. But first, 100 episodes means we've all learned a lot of cool stuff. But some facts are just cooler than others. We asked you to tell us about your favorite fact from the show, and here's what you said. My favorite fact that I learned on Brains On is if you connected all the nanotubes, you could put an elevator and it could go into space. Astronauts eat um, dried up food. Dogs can smell how high or low a human's blood sugar is. The dogs can smell pee in the pool. When dogs sniff each other, they can tell how each other are feeling. How dogs can tell how other dogs are feeling, but just by smelling. My favorite fact that I learned on Brains On is that dolphins throw octopuses into the air so that they can eat them so their suckers don't choke the dolphins. Taller elevators go faster than shorter elevators. The weather one's about the tornado. Some can go up to the clouds and some go down from the clouds. One fact I learned was how they make dead people twitch with electricity. I like learning how lasers work. They're really cool. Turtles or tortoises can live up for 100 years. That was Emerson, Audrey, Libby, Drew, Evie, Eloise, Donovan, Kale, Lily, Jacob, Dorothy, and Elliot. Isabella, do you have a favorite fact from Brains On? Um, My favorite fact was when I learned that there were three types of tears. Basal tears, reflex tears, and emotional tears. So why why did that fact stick out to you? Um, because I thought there's only one type of tear, and that was the emotional tear, but then I found out there are two others, and I was like, what? Two other tears? So it surprised you. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a fact and a surprise right now, because it's time for the mystery sound. Ears open, brains on, here we go. Okay, do you have a guess? It sounds like someone running in like this big stadium. 
sort of. <laughs> that is an excellent guess. We are going to let you think on it just a little bit more, and we'll be back with the answer very soon. Do you have a mystery sound to share? Or like me, a lot of questions you'd love answered? Do not be shy. Send them to us at hello at brainson.org. That's how we got this head scratcher. Hi, my name is Rosemary, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. My name is Xander Wagner. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and my question is, why, why does, does your, your stomach, stomach crumble when you're hungry? We'll answer that in our moment of, um, at the end of the show. Plus, you'll hear the latest group of awesome honor roll members. You, too, can get on that list by sending us a question or a drawing. Like maybe a drawing of our fireworks, dino cake, dog, and cat party? I can't even. If someone drew that, my head would explode with joy. There's your challenge, listeners. Make Molly's head explode with joy by drawing that party. (laughs) The dinosaur was wearing a tiny hat. (laughs) Please, someone draw me a dinosaur in a tiny hat. (laughs) Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. This is the 100th episode of Brains On. I'm Molly Bloom. And I'm Misa Camargo. And we're talking all things 100. You might think you know the number 100, but it's got some tricks up its sleeve. If numbers had sleeves. Here to show us some cool 100 tricks is Arthur Benjamin. He's a math magician and a professor of mathematics at Harvey Mudd College. Hello, Arthur. Hello. We are very excited to have you here. So tell us why the number 100 is so magical. Well, I'm a mathematician, and the number 100 is very interesting for several reasons. For example, 100 is a perfect square. 10 squared is 100. And the reason it's called squared is if you took 10 rows of dots and laid them in a row, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, in 10 rows, you form a square, and that's 100. Um, I like multiplying numbers, squaring numbers, cubing numbers. If you take the cubes of the numbers, 1, 2, 3, and 4, Right? One cubed is one, two cubed is eight, three cubed is 27, four cubed is 64. If you add them together, guess what? You get 100. What? So that's pretty cool. But let me show you something even more magical, okay? Something that um, I want you and all your listeners to do. I want you to think of a number between one and 10, okay? Don't tell me what it is, just think of it. Okay, Okay. got mine. Okay, now double that number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's add 10 to that number. Okay. Okay. Now, whatever you're thinking of, I want you to divide it by two. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it, Isa? Um, I think I got it. 
Okay, now I want you to subtract the number that you started with. Now, whatever you're thinking of, I want you to double that number. Mm -hmm. And now I want you to multiply that number by itself. And if the magic has been working, you should be thinking of the number 100 now. Yes. That's so cool. Here's another one that you, that's also pretty mysterious. Think of a number between 1 and 50, okay? Think of it, make it a two-digit number, okay, between 10 and 50. Okay. Okay? Okay. So whatever number you're thinking of, I want you to add the digits together. So like if you were thinking of uh, 42... Then, then four plus two is six, okay? But, but don't mm-hmm. tell me what it is. Now, okay. I want you to subtract that number from the two-digit number you started with. So, for example, if you started with 42, you'd subtract six, and now you'd have 36, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, whatever number you're thinking of now, I want you to add those numbers together. If you're thinking of 34, then three plus four is seven, That's all I'm saying. Got it, got it. If you have a one-digit number, leave it alone. If it's a two-digit number, add those two digits together, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I want you to add one to that number. That's easy. Okay. All -hmm. right? And if we multiply that number by itself, I'll bet we get 100 again. Yes. We do. Yay. (laughs) So I know that you said, like, the problem you do will like always equal 100. What if you do a number that's above 100? Will it still equal 100? It absolutely will. Whether we started with 6 or 50 or a million or a Google. By the way, do you know what a Google is? It's uh, the number 1 a with a hundred. <laughs> no, wait. It's a 1 with a hundred zeros after it. So it's a gigantic number, Google, and the company Google was kind of named after uh, that giant number. And if you put a one with a Google number of zeros after it, that's called a Googleplex. I don't know any applications mm-hmm. for a Googleplex, but it's, uh, it's still cool that you can think of these numbers even if you'd never be able to write it down, even if you spent your whole life writing down numbers. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your amazing math with us. My pleasure. Yeah. See you later. That was awesome. Bye. Bye. Brains on. Hmm. I wonder if any of those tricks could help Gungador with his math problem. Let's find out. Let's get back to the tale of Gungador versus 100. When we last left Gungador, he was struggling in math, in trouble at school, and just blew off his best friend. Jeez. This story is depressing. Let's rejoin the story later that night. Gungador is failure. All Gungador good for is smashing. Stupid school. Stupid bullies. Stupid math problem. Gungador is so mad. Want to break number 100 apart? Well, that's an idea. Who said? Never mind that. What were you just saying? That, uh, Gungador wants to break 100? Interesting. What would happen if you broke it apart? Well, 100 becomes two parts. One starting at one, and the other ending at 100. Hmm. Say, what would happen if you took those two ends and started your adding there? Huh? Like adding the first number and last number? 100 plus 1? Sure. Why not? It equal 101. 101. 
Well, what about the next two numbers you've got there? 99 and 2? Let's see. Also equals 101. Wow. Now that's uncanny. Just keep going. Next is 98 and 3, also 101. Then 97 and 4, 101 again. 96 and 5, also 101. They all equal 101. Fascinating. Each pair when added equals 101. But how many pairs are there total, I wonder? Easy. Pairs are sets of two. 100 divided by 2 equals 50. There are 50 pairs, all equal. 101 when added together. Okay. So you're telling me you have 50 pairs of numbers in the number 100, and each one, when added together, equals 101? Hmm. That means there is 50 pairs of 101. Answer to question is just 50 times 101. So what's 100 times 50? 50 100s. Easy. 5,000. And then what's 1 times 50? Just 50. So what is 101 times 50? 5,050. Wait, that answer, 5,050. That is what all numbers from 1 to 100 added up equal. Gungador gets it. Thank you, Mystery Voice, for helping Gungador solve most vexing problem. I didn't help you. You figured it out all by yourself. In fact, I'm not really even here. This was all a dream. 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 Ah! What weird dream. But Gungador has answer now. Gungador can pass math. Oh no, late for school. All right, class dismissed. Have a good weekend, and don't forget, next period is the talent show, so go straight to the auditorium. Mathmaster Gungador Conquer Problem, have answer. Great, lay it on me. Gungador realized first number of 100 plus last number equals 101. Next highest and lowest numbers also equal 101. All pairs from there on equal 101. There are 50 pairs of 101 total. 101 times 50 equal 5,050. Kapow! Gungador wins! Excellent work, Gungador. I'm proud of you. That wasn't easy. Gungador stomp tough problems. Well, I'm off to the auditorium for the talent show. Oh no! Talent show! Gungador forgot! Time for... Epic run through halls! Nope, no running allowed. Time for epic fast walk through halls! You know what? I'll allow it. Must get to stage in time! Must find Kylie! Meanwhile, backstage of the auditorium... All right, Kylie, you're up in one minute. Ready? No, I I can't do it. I'll look dumb. I'm, I'm just gonna skip it. Is that okay? No, not okay! Kylie is meant to dance! And so is Gungador! Gungador, you made it! Gungador, learn that dreams are important. Sometimes they help you solve math problems, 
And sometimes they tell you to dance! I knew you wouldn't give up on yourself, but I don't think you have enough time to change into your costume. Gungador doesn't need costume! Gungador sparkles from inside! Now let's show epic dance moves! You guys are up. All right, Gungador, let's rock! Hoo-ha! High kick! Twirl! Sashay! Pirouette! Super pirouette! High kick! Sashay! Jump twirl! Cow! Hey, Isa, are you ready to hear that mystery sound again? Yes, I am. Here it is. Okay, any new thoughts? I mean, it still sounds, sounds like someone running, but I'm changing, like, where they're running. Instead of, the, like, a big stadium, I think they're, like, at the gym or something. This is an excellent guess. Here's the answer. That was the sound of me sprinting the 100-meter dash. So, Isa, you were 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hannah Sansala. She's a computer science and math major at McAllister College, and she also holds the school's record for the 100-meter dash, just 12.26 seconds. Cool. I began sprinting in, like, sixth grade, so I've been running for about eight to ten years, I'd say. My first sport was basketball, and for that, yeah, going back and forth on the court, there's a lot of movement, and you have to be really quick to be able to get back on defense or get back on offense. So I'd say I'd always have, like, be fairly quick, but uh, when you do a sport that's, like, purely running, it helps you to focus a lot more on that speed. So there's a lot that goes into running 100 meters in 12.26 seconds. During practice, Hannah and her coaches pay extremely close attention to each step she's going to take. Every movement from head to toe is scrutinized and refined. So when race day comes, she doesn't even have to think about what her body is doing. Hannah thinks about the race in three parts. Mentally, at the beginning of the race, right when you get out of the blocks, I'm really focused on just pushing hard, trying to push the track behind me and get out very quickly. And then the middle of the race is more running as fast as you can. So you're accelerating from the beginning through the middle. And then the last part, I'm just trying to make it to the finish line before anybody else or as fast as I possibly can. Isa, do you run? Um, I used to be in runner's club, but I don't anymore because it only lasted for like two weeks. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just not meant for running. (laughs) I quit. (laughs) I feel the same way. I am not a runner. But for those who are runners in our audience, if you want to go a little faster in your next race, Hannah has something you can practice. For sprinters, I would say make sure you're running on your toes. Don't be a heel striker. So when you run on your toes instead of strike your heels first, you're touching the ground a lot less. Your feet are in the air a lot more, and that allows you to have a faster reaction, and then you're running faster. So I think running is just something that everybody can do, and I don't think there's really a right or wrong way to do it. There might be a more efficient way to do it, but it's not really wrong. Okay, listeners, on your mark, get set, go. Before we go, we have a gift for you, our listeners. There's no way we could have made it this far without all our friends, fans, and family. So our producer, Mark Sanchez, wrote this song.
Hey, this is Sandin. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh man, 100 episodes. What an achievement. Couldn't have done it without you. That's right, without you. You're awesome. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Mark, and I just wanted to say that you did it. Not we did it, you did it. You helped us get to 100 episodes. Here's to another 100. This is Molly, and I just want to say, it's been so much fun making these episodes, and we want to thank you for listening to them and sharing your ideas and questions and mystery sounds and all of the awesome things that you send us that make this show possible. Thank you. 100, more like fun 100. The number 100 is everywhere. That's because these cultures count in a system known as base 10. It probably stems from the fact that we have 10 fingers. But not every culture cares about the number 100, and some don't even have precise numbers like that at all. And the number 100 has some pretty cool math around it, especially if you can remember all those cool tricks we learned. That's it for episode 100. Yes, we did it. High five. Ow, still a little sore there. Zone is produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. We had engineering help from Michael DeMarc, Veronica Rodriguez, and Mac Dula. We had production help from Emily Allen, John Lambert, Lauren D, and Jacqueline Kim. Special thanks to Jill Ferris, Judy Augsburger, John Miller, Nancy Yang, Abby Stevens, Ali Lozoff, Chris Worthington, Diana Floten, and Max Nesterak. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at brains underscore on. And find us on Facebook, too. Oh, and we would love if you told a friend about the show. It is the best way for us to grow. Now, before we wrap it up, it's time for the moment of... Um... Why does your stomach rumble when you're hungry? Hi, I'm uh, Lily Dara. I am a gastroenterologist and an assistant professor of medicine at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. Gastroenterologist is a doctor that treats people who have a stomach and bowel and liver and pancreas disorders. So basically, if you have a tummy ache or if you have diarrhea or um, liver disease, then you'd come to a gastroenterologist. So to start off, you have to understand what the GI system, the stomach and the intestines do. Uh, Basically, their job is to get all the good stuff out of food, what we call nutrients, so that we can grow stronger and we can remain healthy. In order to do that, uh, once you eat the food, the stomach and the intestines have to move around and squeeze the food and turn it into smaller pieces. Imagine you're holding a cracker in the palm of your hand, and when you make a fist, you squeeze your hand muscles to break that cracker into pieces. The stomach is basically like a balloon made up of muscles, and that's what it does. When you eat, it squeezes, and it breaks up the food into smaller pieces. When you're not eating, the stomach is still squeezing, it's still moving, and it has the liquids necessary to digest the food inside. 
but instead of food, is filled with air. So what ends up happening is that you make bubbles, and the bubbles make gurgling noises. And that's basically why our stomachs and our intestines make noises, is the air and the liquids moving through empty, hollow spaces. It's just the natural movement of your bowels and your stomach, and there's nothing to be ashamed of that's absolutely natural and normal. Um, um, um... I never grumble over having to read this list. It's the latest group to join the Brains Honor Roll. These are the people who send us drawings, mystery sounds, and questions. Here we go. Gil from Philadelphia, Lark from New York City, Margaret from St. Paul, Finley from Alligator Creek, Australia, JL from Louisville, Kentucky, Andrea from New Jersey, Stella and Clara from Sacramento, Yaya from Jackson, Mississippi, Noah from Durham, North Carolina, Isaac from Bolingbrook, Illinois, Mateo from Cincinnati, Ariel and Alex from Singapore, Alani from Evanston, Illinois, Matthew from Toledo, Ohio, Simon from Houston, Eric from Sydney, Lily from Minnetonka, Minnesota, Lucy and Grady from Cincinnati, Taylor from Nashville, Iris from Trout Lake, Washington, Owen and Theo from Los Angeles, Tiernan from Austin, Texas, Shaylee and Tanvi from Muscat, Oman, Casey from Potomac, Maryland, Lori from San Antonio, Texas, Henry from Minneapolis, Tyler and Jackson from Syracuse, New York, Mason from San Diego, Leo from Lexington, Massachusetts, Lucinda from Durham, North Carolina, Jasper from Canberra, Australia, Calvin from Minneapolis, Charlotte from Atlanta, Marcus from Stafford, Virginia, Sylvia from Cedro Woolley, Washington, John from Warwick, New York, Eden from Grand Rapids, Michigan, Aiden from Santa Barbara, California, George from St. Paul, Minnesota, Cohen and Eli from Ancaster, Ontario, Francesca and Presley from Modesto, California. California, Maya from Seattle, Beatrix from Portland, Oregon, Asher from Atlanta, Sophie and Henry from Park City, Utah, Olivia from Rancho Bernardo, California, Dashiell from New York City, Jackson from Reno, Nevada, Ash from Naruma, Australia, Hazel from Spofford, New Hampshire, Addie, Aiden, and Mabel from Glendale, Arizona, and Ainsley from Minnetonka, Minnesota. We'll be back soon to answer more of your questions. Thanks for listening.